0: Hey everyone, welcome to Talk, the podcast all about nouns. This is a show where we interview members of the DAO and builders in the ecosystem. I'm your host, CDT, and today I'm sitting down with the creators of The Wizard's Hat, Goldie, Jared, and Monique. The Wizard's Hat is a short film funded by a DAO proposal, and this episode goes into that in as much detail as possible. We break down what it was like from start to finish. You can mint the film as an NFT at premiere.wtf for the next couple days, or watch it on the Noun Stories YouTube channel. This was a great episode, so please check out the short. I think you'll really enjoy it. And a side note on my end, I apologize for the break in the pod, but I'm hoping to keep these up on a more regular basis from now on. As always, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, thanks for being here. Thank you for having us.
1: Thanks. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, glad to be doing this again. Such an exciting topic and doing a big pod. So let's just go around and do some intros, see who we got here and what we're talking about today. So Goldie, let's start with you. Yes, hi, I'm Goldie.
2: I am a big nouns nut, been nouns kind of taking over my life for a while now. And in the form of, I guess, building things like Nounish, where we make like videos about nouns and noun stories with these guys, where we make stories about nouns. And I don't know what there is to say. I can never remember how to do this. Yeah, and then Jared.
3: Jared, I'm the director of The the Wizard's Hat, which is a short film that's been funded through Nouns. And got on to Goldie and Mon through Pixel, who have spearheaded the project. So,
1: Hi, I'm Mon. I'm the producer of The Wizard's Hat with Goldie. And I have had the pleasure of learning all about the world of nouns, not only through The Wizard's Hat, but also through Pixel, which was a production company I used to work with, which is Goldie's company. And yeah, it's really great to be able to, to chat about the project and finally have it out in the world because it's huge labor of love from all of us, in particular Jared, who is the creative mastermind behind it. So I'm glad that we can <laughs> finally share it.
0: Yeah, super excited to get into it. It's a great short film. And we're going to just break it all down. So, Goldie, you've been around since the very beginning. You've been around since before the beginning. I don't know that I, I know too much about way, way back. I've heard about Pixel in the studio pretty much since I've known you. Can you give me a little history lesson on kind of how Pixel came to be and when you first kind of met these guys and kind of that leading up to Nouns?
2: Yeah, so Pixel is a production company. Um, I didn't start Pixel. I actually joined Pixel and I both had like similar career paths making commercials and music videos and um, all sorts of stuff here in Melbourne. and I met that kind of pixel guys and we kind of realized we had a shared vision for what we thought was cool and joined the business. Then essentially at the same, I would say around the same time ish enough that uh, kind of I discovered nouns, was the time that Pixel, we decided we wanted to get into more like original content, like we dabbled in it a little bit, and we wanted to kind of build that out a bit more. And Monique was a big part of that. She is a kind of creative producer and writer and a director in her own right. And so Monique and I like spent a lot of time developing original content for Pixel and kind of building out that side of the business. And so at the same time, Nouns kind of came along. And ever since Nouns came along, I was pretty dead set on like you know i love this this is cool how can i you know and i found myself working on it in my spare time like making noun things in my spare time like how can i bring pixel into this um because like it would be awesome to for my work to be nouns and so yeah monique and i talked about you know maybe we should pitch to nouns to do some um nouns based original content you know we've been pitching a bunch of our other shows and it's a really long slow difficult process to pitch shows to like you know streamers like netflix or um i can't remember all the all the places we talk to like peacock and amazon and all those places like it's real slow process and long and and everyone wants different things it has different reasons for stuff and so we thought like okay this is so interesting this is such a different way of, of doing things so yeah monique and i decided to write a proposal to, to like what if we just make a bunch of short films um for now or, like, make some and commission some. And there was a whole – what Noun Stories originally was evolved and, for many reasons, wasn't exactly what we intended it to be and has now become something else. But um, at the time, the idea was just, cool, let's get some funding, make a few short films, and see how it goes. Yeah, and so and I think that's how we got there. And then, like, to get to bring Jared on board, when we were doing the proposal for Noun Stories, we just did a couple of, like, people in Pixel – um, including myself and like some people we knew and wanted to work with, we just got to do some like sample images of like what could a noun, what's like the vision of what a, a huge variation of nouns stories, like different styles and genres of noun shorts would look like. And so Jared was a uh, someone who we hadn't really, I don't think we'd worked together in a significant way before this. Jared, maybe you'll correct me, but I'm not sure, but we were yeah. definitely a fan of Jared. Yeah, we I don't think we'd work together, but I loved his character designs on Instagram and he I know he worked with a lot of people that I that I do know and everyone seemed to be a fan of Jared, so we asked Jared to do, you know, who do you want to do you want to do a, a drawing for us for this thing? Just design a character like whatever speaks to you out of any of these nouns. And he loved the Wizards hat and did a drawing and that drawing we put on the proposal, we loved it so much and every, it resonated with the community a lot. So it became our kind of first choice for which it was like what film okay, what film should we make? We we're like, we should just do a wizard hat thing. Like that was so cool. So I guess that's how we got from, from me and Pixel to, to noun stories.
0: Yeah, and Mon, can you kind of, you know, take it from your side or fill in any gaps of you know, what it was like for you coming to nouns, not being as nouns filled as Goldie? Did you interface much with crypto? Was that first conversation with Goldie like when you first heard about nouns?
1: Well, I think Uh, Yeah, the whole, (laughs) I must admit, like before Noun Stories came to be, like I was, you know, and really still am like a crypto NFT novice. Like I understand it. I don't necessarily dabble, but I think what really set Nouns apart from, you know, all of the other NFT projects, you know, is the opportunity to fund art and, you know, philanthropic projects and to sort of build this creative ecosystem, which was really exciting because sort of as Goldie mentioned, funding creative projects, particularly short films, and particularly animation, it's like, it doesn't, it's really, it's hard to find the funding routes. You know, we had been developing a number of projects with Pixel that were animated projects and, you know, time and time again, we were getting asked for proof of concepts and we were getting asked for all sorts of materials that, you know, Goldie and aren't animators or designers by trade. I can do a few doodles on a piece of paper, but they're, you know, nothing that I would be willing to share with anyone. So... I think the opportunity that came from working with Nouns was that we were able to, you know, make this incredible product that is the animation is, you know, the standard of, you know, TV series, if not better. In, You know, in my opinion anyway, I think Jared and the team have done such an incredible job and it not only, you know, allowed us to make this product but, you know, uh, hopefully has inspired more people to, you know, create short films in the nouns community and outside of the community as well. And hopefully inspired, yeah, more content featuring The Wizards had as well. I think that's been really cool to see the concept art That has um, spawned from Jared's, not only his initial um, character designs that were done for the Nouns proposal, but also like every time we've released something online as a bit of an update, you know, there's been more content that we can see that other people in the community were producing. So that was really cool to see. And also just, yeah, the support from the community along the whole way has been incredible. And just the creative freedom to, to do something like, you know, Goldie and I, our background and Jared as well, we've all worked in, advertise, in advertising for years. So you often, you know, have a lot of stakeholders involved or a lot of people who have creative opinions that not necessarily <laughs> are always valid. So it was really lo- lovely to sort of have the creative control and let Jared like do his thing and not feel like we have you know he has to push pixels around it was it was all his vision which was awesome I, I forget what the question was but I'm ho- hopefully that <laughs> no
0: well. oh, that's great was there a little bit of I don't know maybe like disbelief when you know Goldie's like I don't know it's interesting because you compare I mean you guys are in traditional advertising and showmaking, and there's nothing but red tape and long lines and show first and like you said proof of concept <laughs> whereas with Crypto, and more specifically nouns, I mean, going from zero to funded is like, I don't know, Goldie, how long is the proposal period? It's like 12 days. It was less than even, I think. Back then, sure. And I mean, coming from a more traditional, Goldie, I don't know how you know, deep your crypto background is, but I know for me... When you first realize how quickly you go and nouns helps bootstrap you and crypto in general, you know, from zero to one so quickly, there really is a little bit of like almost hesitancy, you know, like disbelief that like this can't be real. This is too, you know, not easy, but like just not the same amount of friction that I'm used to.
1: Yeah. The way that, you know, projects can be funded in Australia, we do have government agencies, which we're very fortunate can do fund development and production or part of development and production on film and TV. Um, Not short films though, but those applications usually take months to complete because there's so much information they ask for and there's so many hoops you have to jump through. And then it could be eight to 10 weeks before you even have an answer after you've done these 50 page proposal documents. So working, going through the process with nouns you know, when we did for Noun Stories was so frictionless, so easy. And also what was really great, obviously, Goldie has such a connection with the, well, he's so involved in the community already. Like we were getting, you know, we were able to speak to people within the community and get feedback as well, rather than just, you know, dropping it there and seeing how it, you know, how it went. So, and then when, yeah, I think we ended up getting the funding within seven days or something and that, it was just surreal. I don't think it ever, I don't think it ever really sunk in. (laughs) But um yeah it would we have definitely been... shock
2: some people, like I think some yeah. other pixel people and like some experienced like development producers we were talking to at the time when we were like, Oh, we got some funding to make a short and they're like, Where?
0: How? And we're like, like just now? Like <laughs> one a like, week
2: ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like
0: it's definitely different. So Jared, you wear a lot of hats. You do a lot of different things. I'm curious, do you maybe self identify as an animator? like first and foremost
3: mm, it's hard because i think a lot of the work that i do is um background art related but i guess so yeah i think i think animation is like the first point of call for me it's kind of where i started and um yeah i love doing it too so that's that's the only thing but um, I, I find that most of my work these days is background art yeah
0: can you elaborate on that what does that mean? like do you mean the background of yeah you know, sorry shows
3: the... The backgrounds behind the characters, yeah. So, um, And I love painting so and layout drawing, so it's, it's fun to sit there and draw and paint. And Animation can be such a laborious trade as compared to background art, so I think I've put a lot more energy into that. But I do love animation, and yeah, I still get a lot of... I think it's probably an even split. I say that I'm more of a background artist, but I tend to get both jobs come through, so...
0: Yeah. So that's really interesting. You said that specifically because it was something I was going to call out looking back at some of your work. I mean, it's really clear on the wizard's hat. I love the background. Um,
3: Thank
0: you. I love. Yeah. The style, the art, the blending. It's, It's beautiful. And I was looking through some of your old work and you have this like short film called Equinox or The Equinox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's very beautiful, specifically the background. I mean, the animation itself, but like that caught my eye so it's really interesting to hear you say that you know like that's what you identify as maybe strongest because it was something I who am pretty new to your work caught on immediately
3: yeah I think I like design actually I think like making all the elements fit together really well is important to me and I think especially because nowadays there's less division between departments so there's less of a emphasis on you know, making the thing look good before you go into production because things can happen on the fly. So, but I really like there's something, you know, kind of old school and artisan about like, okay, I want the characters and the backgrounds all to mesh together quite perfectly, you know? So I I think I, I like that aspect of it.
0: Totally. And with your art specifically, where do you draw, you know, most of your inspiration? As in like, yeah, that's a broad question. I know like from everywhere, but I look at a lot of your work and it seems very, like, ethereal. It seems very, like, magical, kind of futuristic. And, yeah, it's great. I'm just wondering, like, if there's, like, a inspirational through line that, you know, whether you know it or not, is kind of always in your work.
3: I mean, first of all, it's really sweet of you. <laughs> I mean, I love, I think I, I'm more of a film guy than cartoons. But I love cartoons, too. So, I don't know. It's so much stuff. But uh, recently, I really love French comic book artist Mobius. I love, I love Jim Henson. Yeah, it's very, very broad. I mean, and um, Richard Williams, I think... Uh, I mean, every animator's heard of Richard Williams because he's, like, the go-to guy to learn how to do animation. But I think a lot of his design stuff is really overlooked and really, like, powerful and, and pretty. And I like a lot of that stuff. But, yeah, there's just so much stuff. And I think only now, probably in the last, like, three or four years, is all of it starting to solidify for me. And, like, a lot of it had just been, like, scooping all this stuff up and, and like, just, yeah, trying to... I wouldn't say, I don't want to say replicate because it sounds like I'm ripping it off. Like, I just like, you're in love with these things, but you want to do it in your own way. And so I think now I'm just sort of being able to do that. and like getting all of these different um, things and it's coming out of me and it's really nice, you know?
0: Yeah. One more question, fan over, and then we'll we'll go back to nouns. But I was looking at some of your work with your friend, Andrew, and it looks like, it looks like 90s, like anime. And I see you like worked on the background of that stuff. There's a scene with like a car is that just like standalone what was that like? That project you did with Andrew?
3: That was that was commercial work. It was supposed to be for a, a stand up comedian's Netflix special and it was gonna play at the start. And um, the job just fell through. We got paid for it, but that was one of the better commercial jobs that I'd score, wow. and that was through Andrew's production company chop. Yeah, we a huge, huge anime sack.
0: fan. And so seeing that, it was it's perfect. It looks <laughs> straight out of like a real show. It was awesome.
3: That's great you say that because I wanted to do it justice. So I was like, because I'm not necessarily a background artist for anime, you know, but I was like, I don't want to, sure. I don't want this to come, you know, find in or fake or. So I put some love into that.
0: <laughs> totally. So from your point of view, what when did you first Goldie and Mon and the Pixel Group and start working with these guys?
3: Um. So my intera- first interaction with Goldie and Mon was probably like a few emails before the Wizards Hat in regards to other jobs, and then they asked me to do this um, one standalone piece of work uh, for nouns and I think I had a few days downtime, and I was like oh, that sounds like fun to just to, to make something and I could I was kind of surprised with how loose the brief was like yeah can you just draw something I'm like yeah that sounds really fun so and then from there on they got back to me and said the nouns community really liked it and you know I like to do more and I think it was kind of a no-brainer just because of the creative freedom I had initially to be asked to do more of it was like Yeah, perfect. And I was kind of getting a bit sick of like commercial work and and how fussy they would be about things because it becomes arbitrary. A lot of the notes they give you and to be promised to be able to give be given free reign with creativity was was awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Goldie, you were saying that you were introducing him to nouns and you wanted a sketch and he liked the wizard. And that's where this kind of came from. Can you tell that again?
2: Yeah, I don't know if you remember more, Jared, I'm sure you remember, like, my recollection is that we were just like, here's the playground website, like, generate, you can generate as many nouns as you want to, you know, pick a head that you like, I'll make sure we're not already doing it, and then um, just go for whatever you like. I think that's what we did.
3: Yeah, totally. There was a whole lineup of characters, and um, I really liked the wizard's hat, and... I think probably because I was reading up like a a lot about like alchemy and and magic and stuff at the time. So I was right into that and I was like, oh, this would be cool just to do like a once off drawing of this and do like a really cartoon fun version of, of a wizard. So that was the genesis for that, I
0: suppose. Yeah. And then Goldie, run me through the proposal passing. You're commissioned to do, you know, three short films. And then what does that, what does day one of working on the wizard's hat look like?
2: So actually, so I'll give a little more context to that. So originally the proposal was like a, like a partnership between us, like Pixel and Studio DAO, which was being developed by another Nouns community member, Kenny, you know, went on, like went on to focus more on that and building his product, building Studio DAO. So we, and he was going to, they were going to do one and we were going to do three. And so we were like, we, I think pretty early we knew let's do, let's do one of them as the wizard hat because... Everyone loved that image. We loved that image. We wanted to work with Jared. But then actually at the same time, um, Mon and I developed two other scripts. Like the idea was like for th- all three to be developed at the same time and try and create them all, try to make them all happen and, and make them all kind of happen somewhat currently. But the wizard had got a little bit more acceleration because we knew that like once we get past the first stage, like Jared, we already had the kind of lead creative attached and like he would go. So I can't remember if you guys are, oh, you got more detail going, Mon.
1: No, I was going to jump in here, and yeah. yeah, I think the way that Goldie and I were both looking at the the two projects that um, unfortunately we didn't end up making, we were looking at those as I guess vehicles for us to be able to create something to do like, co-direct. In particular, one of them was going to be this pretty epic kind of stop-motion puppetry hybrid short film, which we were really excited about, but I think the scale for that one just kept growing and growing and growing. And we, you know, we had a group that we were very happy with, but I think there were a lot of external factors that sort of meant that it he, it wasn't going to be what we wanted it to be, so, so that was a bit sad. But
0: One of them was going to be about a tooth, right?
1: Yes, the truth. A baby tooth who gets knocked out one day and then goes on this sort of surreal... Journey, trying to get back as they fall down the uh, they fall down the, the plug hole, and it's sort of very trippy, and you know whether or not it's all happening or if it's all sort of the moment before they they die, you know, reliving memories from being in the mouth and and trying to save their friends from meeting a similar fate. So it was going to be uh, it was going to be big.
2: <laughs> I still have hope that we'll make it one day. Like I have, I really am fond of the stuff that Mar and I developed, and I think, uh, like she said, it was the scope of it, we got very excited and wrote stuff that we were really excited to make. But I think in the original proposal, it was like, we were trying to keep it kind of easy for nouns to want to say yes to and easier on ourselves to say, you know, let's keep it, let's make kind of prototype things. Let's make really short, simple things. But yeah, we found it a real struggle to keep that scope in check. And then as Mon said, there was like a lot of external stuff like for us individually and, and as the business and dedicating the amount of resource needed to deliver it for the budget that we, or to deliver anything, um, particularly for the budget that we had, was like too hard. So we ended up just saying, okay, let's just do the wizard hat first and then see if we can get it all done. And then kind of more things evolved from, from there. You know, kind of at the same time, the business was looking at doing Nounish as it's kind of full-time exercise. And, you know, Monique ended up finding an awesome new, step in her career journey working with Auntie Donna. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, I'm Christian there. They've had a show on Netflix. They're an Australian kind of comedy group that have a production company here. So Mon's like working there now, not at Pixel. So we miss her a lot, but she comes to visit sometimes. (laughs) And so, yeah, in the end, like trying to make the three films just like wasn't working out for us. So we knew we had to, okay. And what we actually ended up doing is giving them money back to the Dow for the uncompleted, incomplete shorts in the form of funding the new version of Bound Stories which just launched its prop house today which is kind of a bit more back to the roots of the original idea and even taking it to a much more extreme to say let's fund a bunch of kind of artists and creators to do like really 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 short stuff so that we can like build up the experiments to be longer and longer as opposed to kind of what happened with the wizard's hat and the other stuff that we developed which is we all got really overexcited and over ambitious and then it like took a long time and a lot of resource for the budget we'd asked for which made it i think everyone's really glad like wouldn't Really glad we put in all the work we did because the outcome's really awesome, and we we're all really passionate about doing it. But it's not really a sustainable way to to make stuff. So yeah, I think we all learned yeah. lessons and realized we had to pivot to to make sure that it was going to be good for us and good for the adults.
0: Yeah, I relate to the scope creep uh, concept because you set out to do this, and I'm sure there's some version the three shorts they could have been shorter and just been way less involved, like. You could have done it in a much different, reduced way, but I don't think anyone would trade the three for the one we got with the way that you guys executed upon it. We can get into here in a a second, but I mean, the attention to detail, you know, I know Jared was doing some, some Twitch live streams of the animation and I joined in one night because I was like, oh, this is cool. Let me, you know, see what he's doing. I am not an artist or, or of that world. And I mean, it was like an hour of just like background color shading. And I was like, this is going to take them 14 years to finish this because (laughs) it was just like so much detail. I mean, it was beautiful. It was great. And, you know, with the way that you guys have the different styles and the puppets that we'll get into, like, yeah, it's almost as if, like you said, like the quality level you want to deliver, there's only one way this could have have ended up, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, once you you pass a certain... Time, like threshold in a production like that, it's like there's no turning back.
3: That's how I think that's what happened, and I think also too once we we had storyboarded it, and I think we were all aware that it was big in scope, but not as aware. You know, once we got stuck into it, we're like, oh, this is much more ambitious than the storyboards even let let on sort of thing, but. It's very big in scope, but I was pretty smart about how I went about you know, reusing backgrounds and, and, and certain animations. And so um, we saved a lot of time with, with certain things. But, yeah, and I knew backgrounds weren't going to take me too long because I, I like doing them and I'm pretty fast in them. Uh, animation was is when things really slowed down in, in the production. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think when those guys gave me the creative freedom to do whatever I wanted, I looked at the budget and I was like, well, you know, this is probably... It's probably like two, three months worth of budget here. But what's the point of doing something that's my own thing completely without really going hard at it? So maybe that's probably a toxic attitude.
0: (laughs) So before we get into the specifics, for those who haven't seen it, You can go to Premiere WTF and Goldie, correct me, you can mint it for the next, I think, four days, but it lives up on YouTube on the Nounish channel. Let's just plug it really quick before we kind of get into the details.
2: Yeah, that that was right. So Premiere.WTF, you can watch the film there. You can mint, uh, there's a timed edition of it that goes for another four days. And yeah, it's on the Noun Stories um, YouTube page, um, which will probably become the new home for all the kind of noun stories future funded
0: great and mont before we get into it for those who haven't seen it could you describe the wizard's hat you know in maybe three or four sentences like what is the highlight like what is the elevator pitch of what happens in this short film or jared whoever wants to take it you tell you go you do a better job than me Mont.
1: Well, it, it is a story about an endlessly optimistic wizard's hat who, despite her reluctant mentor, Grumalot the wizard, she believes she can be a wizard like him. And um, one day when she is um, helping, well, she tries to help him with a spell, it ends up going a bit pear-shaped and she has to fix the mess she's created. So it's, it's about her just causing chaos and trying to fix it, basically.
0: That's perfect. It's great. I've seen it like eight times. Yay. <laughs> but I'm really, I love breaking things down. I love just taking it back, kind of peeling back layers. So, when you said you storyboarded it pretty quickly, for those who, who don't work in the industry, what does that mean? Like, how much of this did you have done? Is this just basically what you told me? Like, we have the eight kind of connective bullet points, but no tissue to kind of like connect these things did you know you were gonna you know have the spell make these puppets and like do you know the three different animation styles like paint me a picture of what is done at the very beginning and what is very much not done it's
3: interesting because i think the very first so storyboards for people who don't know they plot out the animation and they time out how long the film's going to be with simple drawings. And then, you know, you can tighten them from there and, and really do layout for people and, and really gestural acting drawings. And it gives people a good idea when beats happen. And But I think I did like a very rough pass on the idea for the film, just in thumbnails. And I was like, oh, this is so rough. But I sent it to Mon and Goldie and they were super happy with it, which was really cool. Cause I really liked the concept around it. And I don't, like, from its initial thumbnails, not much changed um, in the way of, like, the structure of things. But we just tightened it up. And, and that was Goldie and Mon just being like, tighten it up, tighten it up, tighten it up. Because if it was up to me, it would have been so bloated because I like keeping stuff in there. And, yeah, we ended up with something that was really tight by the end of it. And But I, I think the, the concept of the animation style changes when the spell hits at near the end of the film, we were really open to doing a lot of different styles there and I think puppets was always going to happen from the start because I was doing puppets on my own short film Olive Place and I just really liked working with puppets and it was heaps of fun and also felt like a, a little bit of foreign territory for me because it's nice to not have eyes on every aspect of the film because you start to fuss over every little you know part of it and it's nice just to be to get someone else in who knows exactly what they're doing and in this case we got um, Nathan and who's like this incredible puppet maker maker to come in and, and make all this stuff so I think everyone was sold on, on that bit but the rubber hose and the pixel stuff we had thrown around some other ideas but it, it seemed very obvious that those two styles would be put in there we actually did try to outsource other artists for those but I ended up doing them myself just because the hour got late and there was no funding left really to pay for those things so now I know how to do pixel art which is quite cool so
0: <laughs> yeah so When you say thumbnails, I'm going to keep digging in, mainly because I just do not work in this industry and I do not understand. So I would love some more context. When you say thumbnails, are you presenting, this is going to be a wide shot and they're going to be roughly here, black and white. Do you know we're going to be on this shot for 15 seconds? Are you presenting dialogue and jokes or are all the words kind of like filled in at the end? I just want, yeah, I want to know.
3: I think I did a Zoom call with Goldie and Mon, and I had just the the drawings, and then underneath it, dialogue, and I I read out all the characters for them. And so that's initially how I presented it. And then after we were happy with that, I think Goldie was like, look, chuck it together as a video with audio over the top of it, and we'll see how it plays. And from then on, we together, and we would write, punch it up,
0: essentially. So, yeah. Goldie, can you talk about that time? You know, because the three of you are credited as writers, and so... What is the editing writing process like? Is that difficult with multiple people?
2: No, I think it was, it worked really well, actually. You know, kind of very cliche. Um, We always talk about here at Pixel is like writing is rewriting and like the, you know, the hardest thing to write is the first draft. So we usually try to, we label it like the, the shitty draft so that like it takes all the pressure off it. Like. You just write the shit draft, and then we'll keep writing it. Not that Jared's first draft was a shit draft, but um uh, <laughs> you, 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 pretty. You, you write it, and then you can all see what is going on and what we're aiming for. And then, and then, and then, I like lots of brains on things, like uh, you know, because it means you get lots of different perspectives and ideas thrown around. And as a group, or as you know, in this case, the film has a director. Jared gets to decide which stuff he likes the most. So, yeah, I remember a few weeks of back and forth of Jared sending new animatics with the new script where he would just record a rough uh, read of all the characters' lines every time we made changes and then we would have, like, sessions where we'd, like, try and make better jokes or, like, come up with a tighter way to, what's a quicker way to get this point across, you know, what would be more fun and tied all together better and blah, blah, blah. And it was just um, lots of kind of brainstorming ideas. Sometimes, like, Mon and I would come back with, like, We would talk and be like oh we really think we should do this and we'd pitch it to jared other times we would all just sit in a room together and try and work it out and other times we feel like this thing could be better and then jared would like go away and come up with an idea and come back so it was kind of fairly loose
0: can you explain an animatic to the audience
2: so animatic is just those like it's just storyboards played like it's just like imagine if the film was just made out of storyboards and like jared's voice um so we actually posted on the announcer's twitter account today like a little video that goes through the stages that it that the animation goes through where it, like you've got two shots and they, and they just start as like a storyboard animatic, which is just like jared's rough storyboard drawing with him voicing the character and it's just one still image on screen for like four seconds and then and then you see it evolve in all the stages but yeah animatic just means it's like jared said before like um, you get to feel the pace and the timing and the story it's like it's watching it's like halfway between re- reading a picture storybook in a finished movie and it's really the time you want to kind of nail everything down as close to what you think it's going to be as possible because as soon as you start animating every change every decision you make can cost someone hours or days of work so you kind of want to experiment and iterate and prototype as much as possible the earliest phases of True sure, of filmmaking in general, but especially with animation.
3: I think especially for this short too, because it was so fast paced and there was a lot that we wanted to put into it, we really wanted to make sure that we got all the exposition and all the timing right for everything before we had it nailed down. Because yeah, like Goldie said, once you go to the next stage, if you're finding that it's too fast or too slow, it's a um, monumental effort to go through and and change those things and and especially if you've got sound and music happening at the same time and you're telling those guys like hey we've changed timing of things and and it can get really frustrating and that even i think we did a really good job of nailing those things down but it still happens so
0: yeah within software engineering we have a concept called code freeze and i imagine at some point you have to lock an idea or lock a scene we've already started animating we already have music for that like I don't care what the change is, like this block is done.
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think what was good about this, because we were given freedom to do whatever we want, we didn't make any arbitrary changes. There's no changes for changes sake. And I think there's a lot of that in the commercial world. And some days you wake up with messages when you're on a job being like, yeah, we've changed everything. It's like, oh my God, like this is, that's really hectic. But with this, because we knew what we wanted and we could just move forward with the thing. And so it made it pretty painless in that regard.
0: When you are given... Task to go over the first or second draft of this. With, with your producer hat on and your personal experience, what are some of the first things you look for when Goldie or Jared is asking you, you know, hey, can you tighten this up or just give me your feedback? What do you look for first?
1: I guess what was really great is it was a really collaborative process. So I think as a producer it's sort of it's different to what I guess I was looking for as a writer because as a producer typically for you know an animated project depending on your budget and your timeline you have to be really careful or efficient in how many backgrounds you have or how many characters you have I guess with a project like this, you know, we did have a set budget, but we didn't really have a timeline. And as sort of Jared said, we were all willing to work on it until we were happy. So obviously, we didn't want the scope to blow out completely. We thought, you know, setting it in one, you know, relatively one location, but obviously there were still quite a few backgrounds and a lot of characters. I think the biggest thing that jumped out at me was like, oh my God, there's so many like extra characters with all the little noun characters coming to life. So that was a little bit scary. But we're, you know, constantly, commu- you know, speaking with Jared and, and checking in with him, you know, on how he was feeling with the scope of things. And it was sort of early on, we, I think we all were like, oh, you know, we're pretty confident that we can get this, you know, we can make this all work. And it was really only sort of when you got stuck, you were right in the process, Jared. You're like, oh, my God, how much, what have we done? <laughs> but, um, but. Yeah, I guess from a writing perspective, looking at the script, what was interesting about this project is that we wanted to make a standalone film, but we also were thinking, you know, this is such a fun character and such a fun world. What could it be if this was proof of concept for something bigger? So I guess we were looking at the script writing process in in sort of with two perspectives. The first perspective was how is this going to stand on its own as a fun little film about a wizard's hat and two is there enough in there to hook people to want to see more so i think goldie and i like during the script process we actually went away and i think we might have even asked you jared to like give us a bit of a a one-pager on each on who the hat is and and what the backstory is between the hat and um harriet and grumler to really help try and add like a bit more depth to the characters like even though you know we didn't have a lot of time to in the short to actually you know do too much world building or character building but yeah there was definitely definitely in the process we you know i think goldie we went away and wrote like you know one or two pages about each character you know some character references particularly for voice actors when we were approaching voice actors as well and then we even sort of had the makings of a the start of a pitch deck for for a greater series, which I'd love to relook at at some point. Now that the show's out in the world, the shorts out in the world.
2: Yeah, Mon and I ended up writing like a whole backstory, like a whole prequel for like Harriet and Grumlets, like origin together, and and a scope for what a show could be. I guess like because it just made sense to us that like oh, if this if that we love this short that should exist just in case like there's the opportunity to develop it further. So yeah, if anyone, if anyone like wants to hear more about that um, or wants to make a, wants to fund the wizard hat series, you should let us know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah. You guys had that little maybe like pre credit scene with, with the undead hand, which kind of made it seem like you could tee up the next one. So it's funny you say prequel cause I was thinking sequel.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. I think both like actually the way we envisioned it is the the backstory we wrote is something that would like be revealed throughout a series. So you would have a series of flashbacks to show like how they came to be. But meanwhile, yes, the the film ends with a kind of a almost a Marvel movie style end credit scene for like there was an unseen villain that came to life. From the uh, from the spell, and so what could happen next with this kind of ragtag group that Harriet has to try and wrangle, and and I think that probably where did that did that come naturally out of your kind of I can't remember how that ended I, up being. I remember yeah. that Jared loved the undead head, and you, and you ended up and you drew one in the background, which we thought was cool, and then we thought it was a shame that it didn't come to life like the other ones because it's a cool noun head. Uh, does anyone remember more data?
3: Yeah, I can't remember what happened first. I can't remember if that happened or we put it in there
1: I remember afterwards. it wasn't Not in sure? the original script and I remember thinking like, oh, maybe we should hint at, try and hook people in for, yes, a sequel to this the short film. And I think that's where the idea of having that sort of unseen enemy uh, or potential enemy, who knows. But I remember I wasn't sure if Jared was a big fan initially because it's like it's a bit gimmicky. <laughs> And I also,
3: and I, also, I was not <laughs> to be honest, but I grunted at it because it was it was a, a lot of extra work too. But I'm glad we put it in there because it it, it adds a lot. Yeah,
1: I'm really also good. interested to see the community thinks as well because also when putting a video on YouTube, you really sh- it was actually not probably the best idea to put it after like title because I feel like that's when people stop watching (laughs) but who knows maybe people are more kind and they did watch the whole thing but and I also remember another moment that I don't remember was in the original but it definitely came from you Jared was the screaming brick (laughs) and having that return (laughs) as well right at the end (laughs) that
3: was my partner's whole gag she was like I can't remember. Like, I think she did. She come up with the whole thing. She was like, "Yeah, you should just have some brick screaming in agony." And I was like, "Oh, that's real funny." And then, um, yeah, I thought, I, I don't know. I think we were just sitting there workshopping it one afternoon. It's like, uh, I think Goldie come up with a line, like something like, "Oh, you know," but everything's back to normal. And then it's like, well, it'd be really funny to have that brick just still screaming. <laughs> so, but yeah,
2: everyone loves the brick. The community seems to love the brick.
0: <laughs> I definitely stayed for the whole credits because I had to find out who that was. <laughs> and I love that they were credited too.
3: Yeah, so that was my, one of my partner's friends. So um, he was just like really keen to get involved. And I was like, well, buddy, I've got a character for you.
0: You're going to have to <laughs> give it screams. your all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but he actually voices a couple of the other characters through the books and he did a really amazing job. But um, all the voice actors did. We were lucky enough to get Scott Edgar from the comedy tripod. And uh, I'd worked on him with a, a job previously the year before, Brock and Cindy, which he's, um, he's cartoon. And so I was like, uh, yeah, if I could wrangle him for that, that'd be awesome. And he did such a good job. And it was really left of field. We wanted this like really deep voiced Matt Berry type for the wizard, but he did this like doddering, like old man. And it was really funny. I was like, that's really cool. So, and it added like a real lightness to the thing that we weren't expecting. So
0: Yeah. Let's. Talk to me a little bit more about character development. So your profile picture on Twitter looks like a wizard. I was doing a little bit of research. Can you talk about that as kind of the origin of the wizard in the short?
3: I think I I I just like wizards, man. I was drawing wizards and like I said, I think I was reading a lot of like alchemy and, and books on magic and stuff, which is like... It's really fun. But, and I was drawing wizards and it and happened at the same time as Goldie's like, what character do you like? And I was like, I like that guy. So yeah, it's as simple as that. Wizards are cool.
0: Yeah. And then when you're having to do some world building and well, there's going to be shelves and we know we want this spell to kind of go off and touch a bunch of objects were there ideas that were cut or other, I think you said the undead hand was there. Is there anything else? How did you kind of land on the objects that you chose? Cause I noticed some were nouns heads, but not all of them. Like we don't have a vial of potion <laughs> noun head, but we do have like a chest that really lent itself for a book. So yeah. What was creating those like?
2: Actually the chest, by the way, was before predated the, cause the chest was a noun tradition by Grimpler. So I think we'd even I'm not sure if we released any imagery of the chest before it happened or not. I get definitely we might have. But anyway, that was like a predictive.
3: I don't think any of the any of the guys that come to life in the sh- the film were based on nouns apart from the hand and obviously Harriet. So at, at, and so anything that is in there is probably just a coincidence.
0: There's a skull, yeah, and I mean a book. It's not the same book, but it's a book, right? So
3: Yeah. So, but that wasn't a conscious effort. I think there was, I think that was half the fun. It was like, well, what, like it's kind of like, what if what other characters could be part of the nouns world? Do you know what I mean? So, and it was, yeah. It's
2: like if you did a wizardy nouns fork, what would all yeah. the nouns be? They would all be like potions and cauldrons and books and stuff. I want to see that. Yeah, now. <laughs>
0: who's going to make that? Let's talk about the puppets because I feel like that's maybe the most involved thing. I would love to know what creating them was like, how you even approach that, puppet making in general, because it's really, really good. I wanna hear about filming that and the background and that piece of fabric and the treadmill. Can you just kind of run me through it? Whoever wants to take it.
1: I'll let Goldie take
0: it. <laughs> Is yeah, yeah, I mean, so
2: golden, this one. yeah, none of us are definitely. I love puppets, and, and I've got a lot of experience with stop motion and with puppetry. that's so, like this little, this kind of physical, small scale stuff. But I can't really take any credit for much of the inventiveness of and craft of the puppets of the short itself. Like that was, as Jared mentioned, kind of we had a puppet maker and puppeteer in um, in Nate um, Nathan Reardon. Like, essentially, was given a character lineup by Jared. And we kind of gave him a scale and we gave him this kind of a couple of references that we found that, you know, stuff that Jared liked. So we knew we wanted them to be felt and we knew the scope of like what that sequence was. But He essentially like kind of took it and ran with it and he built kind of everything from scratch in his workshop. Like this is what he does like all day, every day he builds puppets and he, and he puppeteers Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. I mean, we shared a thread on this recently as well. If you go to our, twitter at nouns underscore stories there's there's some a bit of breakdown there's some more stuff i can share about the treadmill but so essentially all the puppets were made i think they're like 30 centimeters tall maybe a bit taller maybe 40 centimeters tall harrieters and they're all made to you know to that scale and they're all what's called what is it called what is the jared you know what what it's called like when they reach from the rods at the bottom i have
3: no idea in a sermon
2: it's the same as like a muppet it's muppet style right so you could there's there's lots of different puppet styles like animatronic where they have motors in them or like where the where the, you know they're rigged from hands or whatever inside that you don't see or strings from above like a marionette so these are like I don't know what the official term is called but it's like the Muppet style where you have like rods that operate from below generally and you see the rods and like we kind of thought that was that, that kind of craft is kind of fun to see so they're all operated by like thin metallic rods that hang below and there's just like a lot of intricate mechanisms like built into anything that that moves and the level of effort it's like one of those things where like we do this a lot of pixel and like where you you pick something in the project and put like an irrational amount of effort into it just to make that like thing like the special splash and obviously this film is like irrational effort from start on on all things like everything from the music to the to the background design and all that kind of stuff but um this felt like a cool opportunity for that. But Nate invented this because we were doing this running sequence where we had to have the background go by in the back. We thought about do like a green screen and composite, uh, you know, a moving background in that we photograph or something or, you know, what are we going to do? And Nate was like, I have an idea. And um, yeah, he made this essentially conveyor belt, like a motorized, it was powered by a, just a power drill that would essentially move some cogs that would then move like two rollers um, that would roll a big sheet of felt fabric with like a grip tape on the back of it, just around and around and around. And so that was like, and not only that, but like this, uh, the one mechanism powers the floor and the wall at the back, which is pretty genius because they, you know, you have to add in extra gears to make sure that it all goes in the same direction. And so essentially what we ended up having on the day, I think was like, I don't know, six or seven people operating that scene at the same time. Like someone, like I think you have to have two people doing Harriet. Mon you did the book and Jared, you did the sword. Yes, I think. and you
1: also had someone standing in front of the light with like a piece of plastic.
2: Yeah, someone flickering metal. the light. Yeah, It was a, uh, yeah, like really shot. <laughs> and someone whose job was like to hold the power drill and like hold it like just the right amount so that it would like the background will go at the right speed. So it's all really fun because like you get all these kind of sloppy um, imperfections of everyone trying their best with very janky, small handmade things to make it look good. And I think that's where a lot of the charm of puppetry comes from.
3: I think it adds to the urgency of the short too, which urgency was a big part of the whole thing. It's like, we we had to make sure not to be, because at one point it was running really fast and we slowed some stuff down, but from the start, we're like, right, we want this to move. I think we got that right. And I think the yeah, the puppets definitely added to that. So,
0: yeah, I was wondering, because I'm sure there's some math you have to do about, you know, the background scene, if it winds up all the way, but I just noticed you guys have a really nice gif on the website about it kind of showing the three seconds, breaking it down. But I noticed that it's just a continuous loop, so you guys could just keep wrapping it kind of forever. It doesn't wrap from one side to the other.
2: Yeah, it yeah. Goes it goes, I think, probably in the shot in the film, it's probably going around a couple of times. I haven't really checked that exactly how much it ended up. But but the thing about it was it would, um, it would slowly slip down the pole. So... <laughs> Yeah, at the end of every take, we'd have to pull it all all the way back up. It was
1: the worst. I think you were actually pulling it up in shot, though, as in, like... There were some takes where, yeah, I
2: was, like, tugging it to keep it from falling. I think in the end, <laughs> that was too weird. Like, it, you could see the background, like, moving up and down, which was weird. So I think in the end, we just, like, let it fall a bit and try to, like, VFX, uh, like, in post, just, um, just stretch it back up a little bit um, in post-production.
0: And, I mean, like you said, you have to coordinate with four people four or five sets of hands all going up and down but you know the book can't fly out of the frame and i don't know how well you guys can see the screen if you guys have a big monitor showing where you are you don't want the the limbs to be flying too crazy right like everything just kind of has to sync up for like a perfect i don't know how long it is three seconds or whatever but it's a lot that has to happen just to pull off that shot
1: thankfully we had the most competent puppeteers who actual puppeteers operating the most complex rigs, like I think um, Harriet was operated by two people and then I think the other one, what was the other one that had two? Was it the chest was also?
2: No, the chest is still one person. So I think the chest was probably Seamus, right? Because like, the chest you oh, yeah you roll and jump but then the mouth trigger is on the same yep. piece, so the piece that you hold to, um, to move him about, you can do the mouth. But then, yeah, the two, kind of Nate and Rennie Watson, another, he's like a production designer by Trey but also Devils and puppeteers, puppet making and puppeteering. Um, those guys were doing Harriet, Seamus, who's a stop motion animator made by trade, but also the puppeteers did the chess because they were all the most mm-hmm. complex ones. And then it was like, who's around? <laughs> Whoever was in the yeah. studio that day came and helped do the skull and the potion and the light and the background. And then, um, Mon and Jared did the book and the sword. And then I stood there pressing play on the playback and operating the camera.
0: And so is the background just fabric with the print out of Jared, your art or was that repainted
3: uh no i think uh nathan cut yeah. it all out of it's... uh fabric and, and but that's your art right so, yeah he, like he did so out. much for the you know the, the limited budget yeah. yeah yeah so all the characters in the backgrounds, like he referenced those things and i think i did like a lineup for
2: but it's not printed it's all, all recreated like um, at the same yeah. uh like yeah no he would have taken a drawing of the background like traced each shape and like cut that out of felt and like sewn it all
0: back together kind of thing.
3: Yeah. That whole sequence is Nathan really like he, you know, he
0: amazing. We're very, very lucky Um, to have got him. And then how was doing the rubber hose style animations? And can you explain what that is for those who don't Mm know?
3: So I I might butcher this, but um, (laughs) rubber hose animation was like a style of animation that was around in like the twenties and thirties. And it's very like floppy, animation that was on on ones so ones in animation terms is every single frame has a drawing i didn't do that because it was too much work so i think my rubber hose animation is on twos which is every second drawing but yeah it was super fun because i love all those fly cartoons Mm. and really early disney stuff so and i wanted to do a really good job of it i think out of all the sequences i spent the most amount of time on this just because like primarily because it was really fun and so this that sequence blew out a little bit because i I wanted to have all the, the looping runs be unique and you know some of those characters have sort of like two or three things going in different timings during their little loops and but yeah a lot of fun doing that and yeah i was really sort of worried that that nodding to that stuff might be a bit cynical like you know how, how much better is animation in those days but i think i just did it purely because i really like that stuff and hopefully yeah, that comes if
0: you guys out. had to add a fourth uh cut scene did you have one in mind like, style-wise, pixel, you know, puppet, rubber hose, what would the fourth have been? It was always set at three.
3: I can't – I don't think – I'm not sure we really thought about it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think initially we were just going to get artists to do it in their own style, but I think it sort of – it works a bit better in, like, a specific style than everyone knows. So, um, Would yeah, have been amazing. I mean, maybe, like, an anime one would have been kind of cool.
2: I think, like, Claymation would be cool. I always think of that episode of The Simpsons yeah. at the end where he, like – goes like 3D. Like oh yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> 3D would be cool. Yeah. Those, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, next yeah. film there'll be some, those. Some bad three. 3D would be
1: really cool. And, yeah, Claymation 3D <laughs> and what was the other one you said? Anime. I'm excited for anime.
3: <laughs> I should say I was just this. gonna say the
2: end at the end of the film, I don't know how many people notice this, but like some of the characters are stuck in the style like in one of the styles of the sequence. So like the chest stays a, a puppeteer chest and is it I think the potion stays like rubber hose and the skull stays pixel did I get that right
1: yeah, I think that's that's right
2: yeah so that the, yeah. <laughs> the implication of an ongoing show being that like you can have different characters stuck in different styles because they were like pulled through that universe it's like a spider-verse kind of
1: <laughs> yeah literally you can just have like they meet a character in the castle that is like anime <laughs> And it's like, you don't need to explain it. Or <laughs> well, maybe you do, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be sweet. <laughs> You've mentioned a couple times VFX. Can you explain where the VFX team or person came in?
2: So, I mean, my background is, is visual effects and Jared has, has a little bit of um, skills in it too. So it's basically us that did everything, right? Unless you're talking about, there's probably two I things. I saw someone else
0: in the credits. I don't remember the name, but I just mean like... so. Yes, yes. So that's like effects
2: animation so like explosions and the spell and smoke and stuff like that i'll let you take that jared sorry
3: yeah so he's a really talented french animator who my buddies at half giant who are a adelaide animation production house put me on to because i was really frantically trying to look for someone to do that stuff because i couldn't handle all like the animation and the fx stuff and i haven't done heaps of effects animation so it was good to get him on and he did like just a blanket cover off all the effects in the, the film which was super handy because i think we ended up cutting a lot of his stuff at the end of it which i'm really upset about but it was really nice stuff but some of it just was not fitting and we needed something a bit more subtle here and there there's these are things that you kind of can't really tell until you're at the end of it anyway and, and that so like the main body of the effects like lighting bolts and stuff that's all his work and that got kept in there but um, yeah we did tweak a few things but yeah we were really lucky to get him on board but um, all the the effects that you see over the top of it is Goldie. He did all the compositing, for the thing, which is really the cherry on the top of the cake, and I think brings it all together and isn't a way like it adds so much. It's nowhere near as powerful without all that stuff.
0: And Goldie, can you explain compositing to the regular people? Compositing generally just means like putting
2: two things together, or like two or more things together. So like you know, in film, whenever you see like green screen stuff, like compositing is the process of like putting that putting whatever replacing whatever goes in the where the green screen was like and sticking that together with the foreground in animation like jared's mostly done you know all the layers already stacked together beautifully because they're made to be together but so it's more about all the like little fine details like focus and grain and glows and anything to just make the scene feel more integrated like shots where you've got the spell and maybe the character's got shadows on them or the room is being, feels like it's lit by the spell, like stuff like trying to make stuff feel integrated and textural and tactile. And Jared had all these references.
3: You're more Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jared had all these references for like old, uh, some different ages, actually the few different references of like films that he loved the look of like, and the process by which they would like photograph the cells of the animation or something else. And so, yeah, we tried to emulate some cinematic or photographic or, like process or technique looks of films we liked in the, in the puzzling process. Nice.
0: Did you guys insert any Easter eggs or, or inside jokes? I was curious what, you know, where the spell came from. Is that just Latin for something silly or like do that where you insert kind of personal anecdotes into the, into your work at all? I've
3: definitely done it. I don't think we did that for Wizards Hat very much. I know that the, yeah, like the, the Wiz, the, the zombie hand is an Easter egg for anyone paying attention but there wasn't really like in jokes or anything like that again i think it's a testament to like the, how quick the funding and stuff happened we didn't have really much time as a group together to sort of sit in and, and have in jokes and stuff so we just hit sure. it you know like which is really cool so i think there was
2: some that maybe ended up on the cutting room floor of the script i know one made it which is that and i don't know if anyone's i haven't seen anyone call this out but when harry is apologizing to the wizard she says she gooped up which um is like
3: a... <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, of course. There's, there's a couple. There's um, a few little... Which, like, yeah, Goop is, yeah, like... Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. The goop Troop, one, like, uh, nouns, like, subbed out. Um, I think they're in one or two nouns or more, maybe. I, I swear there was another one that made the cut. There was a few that we got rid of. I mean, there's the moment where she takes oh. the glasses off and say they don't work. Like, that seems like a bit of a nod to, like, you know, just poking a little fun at the noggles and seeing her goofy-looking eyes behind, behind that. But um, what else is there? Is there anything it's else? A-
3: so ignoring everything, I, don't, I mean, it's not who that. Got it's it not, wrong not that There is a few inside jokes, but there was one when they she do we do we have her do we cut her when she says she calls them bros? Is that still in there? She says dudes now. I'm not sure. Little bros. Oh. I can't remember. Yeah, but initially that was a joke of like crypto bros, and we thought that everyone. Was well, find I everyone think it is. <laughs> I think I'm,
1: yeah. I who think are you calling? Might have changed
3: that. I can't quite remember. Yeah, so. I can't. Remember. Mon did this line.
2: This is... so Mon was the voice, the skull. who said that who you calling bro that's your line
0: and uh i'm still curious what the spell was was that just random latin or did you look up spell examples into google or
3: (laughs) yeah i think i translated it to latin on google (laughs) i think it's just like it's just saying like something silly like go away spell i can't quite remember what it was but um the spell the initial spell is something that the wizard had cast in hopes to revive i think like a lover that had passed away or something and and he was trying to get the the hat um jumped in and helped out when she shouldn't have been so it ruined it made the spell go crazy so i think that's the backstory of the spell
2: yeah it's like a reanimation spell gone wrong by harriet's intervention. right yeah
0: and kind of wrapping up going through the whole process i'd like to hear some reflections of, I mean, this has been months in the making. It's out, a ton of people have seen it. I mean, I don't know where you guys are at with views, well over 10,000, I feel like. How are you feeling? Is this kind of what you expected now, now having the the final piece out there? Yeah, what's it feel like?
2: I mean, it's co- very cool to, um, it's very fun and relieving and exciting when you release something to have it out in the world. And, and it's very fun and to be able to share content with like the Nouns community because You've got a whole bunch of people who already kind of care about the world and the characters and the and want to see stuff. So that's really fun to like work on something that's your own, but that's also an audience can already feel ownership over it or connection to. I guess is like rare unless you're working on a famous IP. Kind of definitely we have like I mean our goal in making something like this that was that is like a kind of broad appeal, like a fun show that isn't like you don't need to know what nouns is or care about nouns to like the short. Our hope definitely is that it can have as big a life as possible and get lots of views from different places outside of the kind of nouns bubble. You know, it'd be awesome if we can get it picked up or distributed or shown or seen by lots of people you know across the internet. So definitely our goal is to to find opportunities to do that. But yeah, it's really it's just as it is today with all the reaction Kind of from the core community on Twitter and and some others on YouTube and it has been awesome, has been great, yeah. It's just been it's been very satisfying and fun to hear like all the excited reactions. We dream big. We I'd love to see it go further.
0: Mon, do you have you know any thoughts looking at some of your other work? I know you directed. I don't know what <laughs> uh, counts as a short film, but you directed you know this. I'll, I'll call it a medium-sized film, Man in the Moon. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. sci-fi. It's very different. It's live action. It was great. And then I see on your site, I'm on Strange Mage, which is your own company that you also have a hand in animation. Kind of reflecting on where is working on something like Man in the Moon similar? Uh,
1: and then <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely that definitely takes me back. Uh, <laughs> Man in the Moon was probably when did that release in 2016, I think. Or, or sort of finished it in 2016 and I think it sort of did the festivals in 2017 um, and, and now is on Dust which is the uh, this short film platform or short film site on um, YouTube which is great so that was has helped it have a second life which it just launched on Dust I think the end of last year or the, or the middle of last year so that was really nice to kind of yeah get it to have it find a new audience but yeah I guess the process was very different it was completely different and I think myself in my career and sort of where, you know, the journey I've been on since making The Man in the Moon, Man in the Moon was a film I made for my uni degree and, you know, I had the support of the the uni behind me and, and, you know, as you do with student short films, you sort of fund them yourself and you get all your friends to, to be in it. But whereas with, I guess, since having produced Man in the Moon, I'd definitely sort of taken a career route more in the sort of producing writing world, but trying to sort of, you know, I'd love to get back in and direct more shorts and, um, work on more animated projects as well, like the Wizards Hat, like this, you know, we had such an incredible team involved and just seeing the reaction to the short online, the meme contest that has just um, come out. I I saw a few on Twitter earlier and I'm just like, oh my God, it's so cool to create something and and have people engage with it. I feel like with with other content I've produced or, or directed, like, well, for example, Man in the Moon, like, you know, there's not a lot of community interaction going on. I think, you know, it, it sort of was posted on YouTube and, you know, I had a bit of interaction with some of the fans on well fans of viewers, I should say, on YouTube, but sort of that was the extent of it. So to see the community that has sort of spawned around the wizard's hat is really inspiring. And I really hope that in the work that I do for Strange Mage, which is my creative brand, You know, at the moment, most of the projects on there are animated, but really sort of the brand is weird and magical stuff for nerds, but always with a bit of heart as well. So, you know, live action, animation, anything that sort of fits that tone, I'd love to make more of that. And, you know, a couple of the projects that are on their website at the moment are projects that I'm developing with Goldie. So I'm hoping that when you're back from paternity leave, we can start the wheels turning on those again, because I love both of those projects. And it'd be really great to see them get out to the world as well. And hopefully, maybe in the future, the truth will finally get made. So maybe watch this space, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am very, very excited about Matisse and Goldie. Yes, that it one. Um, I'm, we're both very
1: excited about that one as well. And yeah, it's quite a personal story to Goldie as well. And well, really, yeah, I feel like it's quite personal to me now as well, just because of the, we, you know, have been developing it together for like the last two, three years. And it's, yeah, at a very, at a point, we're ready to, to start pitching it around and, and doing that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, these take, these things take a really long time. so <laughs> So hopefully we can get back at it soon. But it's good to hear if you, you, you know, just from your initial, you know, seeing it on the site, you, you like it. So that's good.
0: <laughs> totally. And I grew up with Boston Terrier, so <laughs> super special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah, reflections, all said and done. How does this stack up kind of as an experience as a whole? Yeah, really. I mean, it was
3: really fun working with everyone and I was lucky just to be able to do what I want for about a better part of 12 months and Goldie and Mon really let me do my thing and it's pretty awesome to have some closure on it now because, you know, there was a bit there where it was like, oh, God, we've got to get this thing out and now it's finally out. It's like, oh, cool. You know, it's for a big weight off. We've had nothing but really lovely feedback from everyone. Everyone's really digging it. I think it's nice to see everyone sees the work that's gone into it. That's been really pleasant. But yeah, no, I'm just chuffed it's out there and it's a really... A special thing for me because I'm doing another short film for myself but it's taken the better part of three four years to get it out and to have done something like this where it, it was funded and I had the help of really great people to get something out has been a really fun and special thing so yeah I got to showcase sort of like what I can do on this and that means heaps you know and I don't think um heaps of people get that opportunity especially the animators working just on production and I mean it was, there was a bit of risk involved in, in doing this thing but I'm really glad that I did it so yeah it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I feel like it goes without saying, but just worth shouting out the out in general for taking a chance, funding this, helping you guys go from zero to one, <laughs> basically immediately. And yeah, really excited for other teams uh, who come forward, try to do the same thing. Goldie, why don't we, before we wrap up, kind of touch on PropHouse round and kind of what's coming next with that?
2: Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so the the kind of evolution of what Noun Stories is becoming is like, um, which was, is this idea of um, maybe Nouns creating almost like a perpetual film festival. So like the idea is that there's a group of us, part of the community and who are like in this field. So we've got um, Chris and Eric from Stupid Buddy, Joel Cares, Joshua Fisher, myself. And we've got Walter Newman, who is a new to Nouns, but like very expert in the world of comedy animation we've all put together we're essentially acting like a pod i guess um for nouns and we're putting together uh, rounds like animated content commissioning them uh, giving out prizes and trying to create like a kind of a movement for you know this new vehicle for, for animators and filmmakers to essentially in many ways a brand new model for them to participate in which is that Nouns is commissioning films rather than like a traditional film festival. Like, you make your film however you get your budget and you submit it, and usually you pay to submit it. And then the festival monetizes the screenings of all the films. And if you're lucky, you win a prize and you get exposure out of it. But in this sense, in this case, Nouns, because as it typically does, spends money, people who they think are awesome to do stuff with nouns. So the idea here is just like pay animators, pay filmmakers, do whatever their thing is with nouns and then share it and show it and turn it into this kind of online perpetual film festival by continuing to fund it over and over and over again if, if the DAO wants to keep funding it, if it's successful. So what we've done so far is we've actually in this first round commissioned um, five artists that the panel... Kind of reached out to directly, and then at the same time, we're doing an open prop house round for it to choose the other five artists. So there'll be ten altogether in this first round to do 15 seconds shorts. The only rules are it's got to be funny and it's got to have a noun. And we're paying seven thousand five hundred USDC per and for anyone that's either commissioned or chosen in the prop house round. And yeah, we're looking for if you're listening to this and you are an animator or you know an animator, tell them about it. Submit to prop house. All you have to do is share, like, your portfolio so we know who you are and what you make and as brief as you want uh, an outline of, like, what you'll do. Like, I want to do stop motion of a goat taking a dump somewhere. And, like, that's my idea. That's all it needs to be. Try making funnier than that. And, uh, yeah, I guess the idea is Pop House rounds open for two weeks, submissions, and then on May 1st, everyone will have to finish their films. We'll put them all up. We'll give out all sorts of prizes, some silly, some serious, and hopefully we'll end up with all this awesome content by all those awesome creators. The, the five curated creators are really awesome. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about any of them yet, but they're all really like different and really talented and some of them fairly well-known in their field. And yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to just like show more creative people what nouns is and what opportunity can give them. And then have nouns benefit from like all these amazing creative minds, like doing cool stuff with the IP. And the other cool thing we're offering to all the creators is not only getting paid for this and getting creative freedom, but like if you want it to be your thing, it's yours. You can own the IP. You can do whatever you want with it. If you want to make it CC0, that's awesome. We'd love to help you do that. And what that means is you'll be eligible for like some special CC0 prizes at the end of the round. So we're going to give like special awards to like best CC zero content. But in my experience, like being paid with very little hoops to jump through, and then being, being given creative freedom and ownership over the work is like basically unheard of. So I think it's a really cool opportunity for all sorts of creators to to get involved, and so that makes it really exciting to be a part of. And also just like being involved in onboarding cool animators to nouns is exciting to me because it's something. I've always hoped would happen. That was a long rant. (laughs) Definitely. But when you were just probably wanted to know, like, Prop House round open. That's all I should uh, say.
0: uh, Starts Monday. And just to clarify for those listening, you do not have to submit a finished piece of work, right? This is a proposal. This is an idea. I think people get confused with a lot of Prop House.
2: Yeah. I think we have to probably do a good job of, like, making the messaging really clear, especially because I think filmmakers are used to having to submit finished films to get prizes. This is not that. This is Nouns essentially wants to fund five filmmakers to make some short shorts. You're just putting your hand up to say, I want to do it. And so all we're asking for that is like, tell us what your idea is and tell us who you are. That's it.
0: Yep. And so in closing, I'd like to just go around and Mon, we can start with you. I would just like to hear where people can find you and you know, what should they be looking at out for right now or what you want to touch on that you have coming down the pipeline? I know we've touched on it a little bit, but let's just wrap it up and tell people where to find you and your work.
1: Well, For my creative projects, you can find a couple of projects I'm working on in development at the moment at strangemage.com. So that includes The Wizard's Hat, which we'll have a link to the film coming shortly. It has Matisse and Koji, which is the kind of tween sci-fi animated series that Goldie and I are developing together. It also includes a preschool stop-motion show called Indie's Bath Time, which is another one that Goldie and I are developing together about a cute little axolotl that goes on adventures in, in a bathtub world. And then I've also got a couple of other things I'm working on at the moment, working on a an online comic series, which is in very, very early stages at the moment about otters running kind of interplanar one-stop shop for everything. And then also I do a lot of work in Victoria, um, for women's film and called for the women in film and TV, uh, Victoria, which is like a women's group for um, women who work in the screen industries. And I'm quite active in the community. So on LinkedIn, uh, just promoting some of the events that we're running. So if you are local, if you are in Victoria or, or Australia, and you're, you're keen to hear about some events. Yeah. Keep an eye on my LinkedIn. Cool.
0: (laughs) And did you say your full name so people can find it?
1: Oh, right. Sorry. My full name is uh, Monique Mulcahy. So um, Mulcahy is M-U-L-C-A-H-Y. And you'll find me on Twitter as well. I have no followers. So yeah, <laughs> come follow me. <laughs> <We gotta laughs> but I am working on all the Wizard Hat content. So you'll see me.
0: <laughs> Perfect. And Jared, what are going on? Where can we find it?
3: I'm working on... I mean, I'm back working on commercial work right now, which is, is really fun. But... um. I'm also about to finish off a short film for myself called Olive Place, about a hotel full of monsters you know, aimed at teenagers. And there's also some puppets in that. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I also don't have many followers, <laughs> but my name's spelled J-A-R-R-O-D, Prince. And yeah, that's about it. And maybe just doing some drawing for the rest of the year, taking it slow.
0: And do you have a website or YouTube like for these short films? Like When they come out, where are we, yes. where, where are we seeing them?
3: So you can go to my website, which is just
0: jaredprince.com.
3: And there's a link to all my social medias on there. So,
0: Perfect. And then Goldie, bring it home. What do you got going on? <laughs> I know it's a lot. <laughs> main things going
2: on is, I mean, basically full-time for me is Nounish. You can find us at Nounish on Twitter or at Nounish on Instagram or at Nounish on YouTube. I think we're That's Nish on TikTok. We're like spending all our time trying to tell a story of of nouns and nouns builders and proposals and explain the ecosystem. And so we've got a lot of cool content coming out um, soon. Um, like in the next couple of weeks i'm really excited about and i guess also noun stories where you'll find this film and all the new kind of stuff for the this kind of perpetual film festival idea and the prop house round and everything so that's at nouns underscore stories and then also you can find me at goat club 116 that's Tumlin and i's outfit we've been quiet for a little while but we're brewing a lot of fun weird nouns content coming soon we're, we're building building long and slow and my twitter personal twitter is at goldie Picks, which is g-o-l-d-y-p-i-x yeah so just mostly excited about this uh i mean first of all go to premiere.wtf watch the film mint the film if you want multiple if you want to or don't mint any if you don't want to don't don't mint what you don't want to mint but this is a, a one only kind of collectible opportunity for four more days to kind of get the original the very first uh film funded by nouns which I hope and believe will be a kind of a rare collectible treat in the years to come. If nouns becomes what we all want it to become. Yeah. And, uh, keep an eye on Nounish and keep an eye on noun stories. Lots of cool things coming.
0: Amazing. Well, thanks for chatting guys. Again, hats off to you guys. This was a huge, huge accomplishment, big endeavor. And the work is beautiful and I'm glad we got to break it all down. And, uh, excited for more people to see and enjoy it thanks for coming
1: thanks for having us thank you for having us thanks